Yeah. Um, and another P, which you've mentioned already, is pension plans. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's often not the sexiest topic until you really understand it and until it benefits you. <laughs> um, but pensions are the most tax efficient way of investing long term. Mm. And um, what I want to say here for people to have a great 2024 and a peaceful 2024 is continue investing through your pensions. But there's one thing that I find some people forget to do. Hello and welcome to the Woke Finance Podcast, the podcast discussing all things finance and all things finance related. It's your boy and I'm with my co-host, my bro, Jax. How are you today? Yes, yes, Peter. I'm doing very well. Um, I'm very excited as we near towards the end of 2023 and the beginning of 2024. Mad, mad, mad. We are at that time already. Can you imagine it's been, I think we are in our third, we're about to round up our third year of um podcasting man yeah i think i think this might be the fourth year actually we're going uh, in fourth year yeah well, it was we're... around this time we started studio times before the original pandemic jeez 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 yeah exciting times um how many episodes over 150 episodes we've gone yeah, strong yeah. i think 2023 is the year we've not missed one week come so, on um our listeners will be very very glad that you know we've been consistent and giving them value throughout the year Come on, come on. You hear that, listeners? Not one week we have missed. So every Sunday at 10 a.m. an episode comes to you as well. So, yeah, that's definitely a big improvement on previous years as well, man. Yeah. Let's keep going strong, man. And that's and that's 10 a.m. Uh, UK time. Uh, UK for, time. Yeah, for <laughs> you, for US listeners, you're probably asleep uh, when our episodes come out. But, of course, once you wake up, you can start your amazing Sunday morning uh, episodes and gain tons of value. Come on, come on, come on. Um, shout out to our listeners all the time. Um, today we're gonna be touching on um we obviously um as we say wrapping up this year, right? And we're about to go into 2024. Now, in the past, for any of our keen listeners that have been listening to us, our episodes over the years, we've done episodes around this time called Getting Your Finances in Order for the following year. So last year, episode 108, we done an episode called Getting Your Finances Ready for 2023 if uh if you haven't heard that do go back to it there's some timeless top tips in terms of really preparing your finances for that year we're going to do something a tiny bit different we are going to focus on getting your finances ready for 2024 but let's face everyone we've had a when I say we, I mean the economy, right? We've had a terrible 2000 and, well, a terrible year in 2023. So now we're going to really be honing in on some top things in terms of getting your finances ready um, for 2024, but how to have an amazing 2024 um, as well, man. So Jax, we are going to take a bit of a deep, deep dive. And I know you've got a couple of top tips in terms of what to look into and what to get in order um, for the following year, man. How does this all sound? Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, Personal finances is personal, uh, but there are concepts, ideologies that, you know, stand the test of time. So, yes, we have covered that in previous episodes. But of course, as we go into 2024, the economic backdrop is a bit different from what it has been in the past. So for me, I think it presents opportunities and I'm looking forward to uh, going through it. Come on, come on, come on, man. Without further ado, what's first on, on your side, man? What's first on your mind? Well, I think first of all, before we do anything else, I think it's extremely important for myself, yourself and our listeners to really do uh, what we call a financial review. Now, we, we've spoken mm-hmm. about this many, many times, but I think what we really want to do now is to really simplify things. Uh, we want to simplify our paperwork. 
right? So, you know, if you've got your pension statements and your investment statements and your, your pay slips and all that kind of stuff, maybe all over the place, uh, maybe all over the place, even online. And the key thing is just to simplify it, get everything in order, get everything in one place and then simplify it so that it's all easily available to you as and when you need it. I love that man and when you do that you'll find that even if it's paperwork and whatever it is there's just so much that you've got filed away for whatever reason but the minute you do that I don't know about you Jax but I get this sigh of relief when I've got everything organized and ready to really take a deep dive into yeah seriously yeah what, what happens as well when you actually have your paperwork intact is um, it often stops you from uh, completely burying your head in the sand when it comes to personal finance mm. So, because now you uh you've taken a first step of, of getting you know things simplified and structured you can actually then take a deeper dive and actually go into the individual uh sectors as to how you manage your personal finances going forward love that love that we do have a detailed episode on how to do a personal finance review um episode 24 for our listeners i'll be doing this a bit in this episode um because we didn't want to dwell too much on everything but please do listen to those episodes but um Jax, uh in terms of finance uh financial review i mean you've touched on that anything else you want to touch on that in particular in terms of what are some of the key things someone might want to be thinking about yeah, so um, there are many different things, as you've mentioned, that we've talked about it in previous episodes. But I think what's also very important as well is for people to check the things that, that you know, we often forget to check. Mm. And the simple things like, you know, check your tax code. Mm. <laughs> right? uh, that's your... deep, man. So many people are on the wrong ta- tax code for many reasons and don't know they're under being uh, underpaying or overpaying uh, in tax. Yeah, absolutely. So check your on the right tax codes. Um if you are someone who is, uh, let's say, self-employed or you earn extra money outside of your employment, also check, um, you know, whether you've actually done your self-assessment, hmm. right? Because here in the UK, the deadline for your self-assessment will be uh, January of 2024. So if you haven't done it already, uh, this is a time, this is a good time to remind yourself to actually get it done. Absolutely, absolutely. And if you don't know if you need to do a self-assessment, please do go on Google and check because there are some straightforward guidelines on that. <laughs> well, absolutely, absolutely. Okay, so um, going forward, look, we, we talk about short-term goals, long-term goals, medium-term goals. Um, and I think it was paramount, um, especially in 2020 and the years just gone, that uh, having a cash reserve or an emergency fund is extremely important. So I think listeners should really uh, look to see where their cash reserve sits today mm. um, and whether that meets their current uh, goals and their current circumstances. Hmm. And um, absolutely. And I guess when, when you're thinking around that, what are your cash reserves? Like, why is that an important thing to even be aware of, if that makes sense? Yeah. So, so you know, life has a way of throwing things at us. Um, events that are unplanned, things that you know you you don't see coming, but you kind of expect it because that's just how life goes. Sometimes uh, mm. it could be some, a simple thing like um, you know your your car hasn't passed its MOT, so you have to do something like like buy new tires, or for example, or for us that at happened home to me the other day, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Or us homeowners, um, you know, your boiler might just just decide that this Christmas uh, is ready to uh, <laughs> to uh, return to its maker. <laughs> I laugh again because that happened. Gosh, it's been a crazy year. <laughs> well, this this is what I'm saying. So so it's really important um, to understand the purpose of a cash reserve, or sometimes called an emergency fund, and the purpose that it serves for our, our personal finances. And so I think we should take a deeper look at it and to ask ourselves, does is it big enough um, to 
you know, warrant the kind of lifestyle that we live. You know, if you're homeowners, you might want to have more. Uh, if you have family, you may want to have more, for example. Ask yourself that question. Mm. And, you know, historically, Peter, um, your your emergency fund probably didn't yield anything mm. because interest rates were really low. But now um, there is a case for actually holding some cash and earning a return on that cash. Love that, love that, love that. Okay, I guess still focusing on around your cash and your money that you have. What else can one be thinking around at this time as well to prepare for next year? Yeah, I mean, I don't know about you, Peter, but I plan to go on holiday next year. So mm. <laughs> um, usually I try to go on holiday every year, uh, whether it's uh, abroad or even a, a staycation. Mm. And Some of uh, them cost more than going abroad, man. Well, there the you go. Yeah. <laughs> so so uh, guess what? This costs money. Um, so we do have to think about our short-term uh, cash goals and um, things that need to be funded, uh, whether it's leisure or whether it's uh, extracurricular activities like courses, etc. And you have to save towards them separate to your cash reserve, separate to your emergency fund. So, um, you know, we don't wait until uh, just a month or two before the actual activity. We start thinking about it. Probably should have started thinking about it already. Um, but if it's something that takes place probably on the second half or later on down the year next year, it's something that you need to definitely plan towards and start putting money towards or savings towards now. Love that, love that, love that. So our listeners, man, savings, man. If you've been planning and saving for the whole year or past couple of years, great stuff. If you haven't started, let's get that started, man, because we all want to enjoy something about life for the for 2024, whatever it might be. So hopefully some encouragement there. Yeah. Okay, let's move on. So uh, for the investors um, that are out there, um, the on. ones who... <laughs> who allocate money towards uh, different asset classes, uh, predominantly, let's say, stocks and shares. I think it's also time to uh, look to potentially rebalance your portfolio. Um, and this will depend on the type of investments you've made or the type of investor you are. If you have invested in, let's say, a, a multi-asset uh, mutual fund, or you have allowed a platform to do all the investment for you, then the chances are you don't need to rebalance because that is done for you within the fund or within the platform. But if you are someone who is an active investor yourself, so you buy whether it's that single stocks or whether you just buy a single class index fund. So let's just say like an S&P 500 and let's say you might some, buy some bonds as well and that kind of stuff. You may want to reconsider rebalancing your portfolio. Um, and the way that looks is maybe you want to sell or trim some of the assets that have done really well um, and then buy more of some of the assets that, you know, have, have not done so well this year. We know that, for example, Peter, this year has been a year where a lot of the, um, they call it the Magnificent Seven, mm. uh, which is uh, seven companies in S&P that are quite tech focused and AI focused, have mm. done extremely well this year. Mm. Um, and so if you are heavy in, in these stocks, um, you may believe that, hey, now they are overvalued. And a reweighting may take place, uh, which means uh, the stock prices might come down. It might be a good time to actually trim and take some profits and then redeploy into other assets that you think uh, present better value at this moment in time. And I like that there are some key words that you use because this is not about we are long term investors. It's not about, hey, I made a profit. Let me quickly you know, get my profits out after a few weeks or months or whatever. It's, you know, making a, a tactical decision um, to trim some of those profits to put in to other um, investments where there may be more room for growth, et cetera. So more opportunity. Absolutely. So you don't actually take the money out of the portfolio per se. It remains within the portfolio. It's mm -hmm. more about just shifting things around. 
Love that. I love that. And I think that's very important. We definitely need to do just a whole episode on how to rebalance your portfolio as well, man. Yeah. Okay. So, um, you know, we've, we've talked about rebalancing your portfolio and obviously this is not just your portfolio as well. If you are a a parent who has also started investing for your, your children, that's something you want to consider as well. Um, again, ultimately, just to make it clear, you want your portfolio to always um, represent your objectives and your risk profile. So that's that's why we rebalance. We want to make sure that we readjust the portfolio so, so that it always you know matches our objectives and our risk profile. Love that. Love that. Love that. Brilliant. Okay. okay. Yeah. So so uh, we talk about you know having a cash reserve and saving for like holidays and stuff like that. But you know at the heart of all you know, uh, financial planning is, is budgeting, right? Um, and things change in our lives. So, you know, last year, maybe, or over the past year, maybe you got a new job. Maybe you changed careers. Maybe you've picked up a side hustle. Maybe business has uh, taken off. Um, or maybe it's gone the opposite way and it's, it's gone down or you've lost a bit of money or you're not earning as much. Or maybe you've had a newborn child essentially our spending plans change over the year. And so we can't have the exact same spending plan or budget that we've always had. It needs to be adjusted as well. It needs to be reviewed as well. So you have to ask yourself, has anything actually changed? And if so, what does it mean for your overall spending plan or budget? And how do you adjust for that? And and when you do make that decision, let's say something has changed, it's about you really understanding what that change looks like for you or who whoever is affected by the income that you earn. Absolutely, absolutely. So, you know, if uh, you've you've increased your income, uh, let's say you've got a pay rise, um, you've got promotion, um, then you may then need to look at how much you're saving, how much you're spending, how much is going into your pension. And that kind of stuff. And then readjust for that increase um, mm. so that, you know, you're still, for example, putting a decent proportion of your money in a pension pot rather than, because if you keep the nominal amount, the actual number amount, because you're actually earning more, the percentage is less. Mm. Um, so, you know, ideally you want to keep the percentage the same. Um, in fact, what, what, what most financial planners will say is even if you didn't get a pay rise um, every single year, or every six months, try and increase how much you're saving into a pension pot, for example. Mm. Even if it's just a tiny bit, even if it's just £10 or $10 extra, do it. Uh, because when you do this over a, a long period of time, the compounding element is powerful. Mm. So definitely something to, to consider. Love that, love that, love that. Now, thank you very much, Jax. Um, I know we've got a, a few other tips as well for to, how to, I guess, have a great 2024, man, or a much better year than this year. But we're <laughs> going to give a shout out to where we're getting listeners from um, or an area where we haven't um, given a shout out um, to and we have listeners. And this area is called Zylozin, which is a town in South Central Poland. Woo! Welcome to the World Fellows Podcast. Uh, you're here with myself, Jax, and the co-host, Peter. On this podcast, we talk about all things finance and all things finance related. If you want to know more about World Finance, because we are more than just a podcast, we do serve here in the community, then head over to www.wokefinance.co.uk. That's www.wokefinance.co.uk. And if you want to engage with us on socials, we are mainly on Instagram. That will be at Walk Finance Team. Again, that's at Walk Finance Team. 
or follow us on LinkedIn. If you search for Woke Finance, you would definitely find us. But I hope you are enjoying the episodes and getting tons of value. Come on, come on, come on. A massive shout out to our listeners over there in Poland, man. Reach out to us. Let us know what brought you to the uh, Woke Finance podcast. Man. We're always interested in you know, the motives behind um, why some of our listeners tune in as well. So it's very helpful for us as well. So please do that. But now, Jack, back to over to you, man, on some um, some things to prepare for for next year. Well, absolutely. Look, uh, it is um, quite well um, known that, especially here in the UK, that a lot of people are coming towards the end of their mortgage terms, their fixed mortgage terms. Um, and that's that's always been the case from the moment you took out the mortgage. So <laughs> um, we do know that, you know, next year, a lot of people will be coming towards the end. And it is quite common then for most people to move on to uh, the lended uh, standard variable rate, which often is much higher and will be much higher than the fixed rate uh, that you are probably on. So it is very important that we are aware of this and we take action. Now, we are allowed to start looking and shopping around for other uh, mortgages uh, six months before the end of the fixed term. So if your mortgage is, you know, fixed term is due to finish in June next year, you can actually start looking at it now or, or in January. Um, and that's really important. It's really important because um, if you're able to find a deal, that would be really good. You can lock it in, but you're not tied to it. So it's really good to keep your options open. And the earlier you start, the more options that you have. That's really, really important for people to to, to think about and to consider. I love that, love that, love that, man. And that's obviously a huge thing going on all over the world, let alone here in the UK. Um, I think it's predicted that about the, the final 50% um, of um, people who are switching on to the recent higher rates um, are yet to do so. So basically a lot of people are coming to an end on their fixed term mortgages in 2024. So that's an important one, man. Well, absolutely. Absolutely. And um, so we've spoken about, you know, shopping around early, but also prepare your finances early. Mm. Um, I think it's very obvious that most people were paying quite a substantially bit more than what they've paid in the past. And so we, we we don't want that to be too much of a shock to our personal finances. And even if it is on in terms of our monthly income amount, we want to be financially prepared for it when it takes place. Now that you know you might have some time before the uh you know the, the new rate kicks in. So it may be a good time talking about my first point to increase your cash reserve. Mm. Uh, by a significant amount uh, because you know that you know, as time goes on. Uh, you're getting closer and closer to a point where your your expenses are going to be increased quite a bit. Hmm. Yeah, man. Please, please do play around with those mortgage calculators, man. Find out how much you potentially might be paying in the months to come. And as Jack said, increase cash reserves. If it's going to be crazy, think about how you can increase your income, reduce other expenses, all of that stuff that we talk about constantly on the Woke Finance podcast, man. But Jack's... um. No, I really, really appreciate that, man. And um, I know there's a few other things as well on your mind. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, personal finance is quite a broad topic, and there's, you know, we're very keen to cover all the areas that allow our listeners to, you know, have a great 2024 when it comes to the management of personal finances. Uh, and with that said, I want to talk about what I believe is a, a strong foundation for personal finance. And I think 
many people don't pay much attention to it, but I think to have a great 2024, or should I say a peaceful 2024, is very important for our listeners to pay attention to protection. What I mean here is things like life insurance and income protection insurance. Um, you may not have it already. If, if you don't, I would encourage you to look at it, especially if you are family, um, if you are someone who has a dependent or dependents, then I think life insurance is non-negotiable in my opinion, because, you know, things do happen and you want the people that potentially you leave behind to be well covered if the worst were to happen. Of course, uh, as I, yeah, go on. Go on, yeah, go on. Um, I was just going to say, um, life insurance, man, um, for some people that hear of it and um, kind of put it to one side, please, please do listen to what we're saying on this, man. Definitely just at the very minimum, look into it. I think life insurance rights is like one of those products that you don't want to think about. You push aside until you think you you do need to start thinking about it, like a pension product. Some people might take, start taking that serious when they feel they're getting older, but no, the opportunity to take advantage of pension products are as when you're as young as possible. Oh, absolutely. And I think... You know, if you listen to stories of people that have taken out these products or people that have failed to take out these products, you will see the contrast between those people that are completely devastated mm. and those people that are experiencing euphoria. Mm. Um, or, you know, I want to say euphoria. There are different types of insurance products. Uh, I didn't mention critical illness, but there are people that may experience some sort of uh, diagnosis like mm. cancer and be paid out hundreds of thousands of pounds and still survive. Mm. Um, there are many cases where that has happened but in my very humble opinion I don't think critical illness is something you absolutely need mm. but I think life insurance um, especially if you are a parent or uh, a, a par- or have a partner I think something that's something you definitely need so mm. have your insurance in place and make sure it actually matches the current personal finances so it's not, it's not enough Peter just to have the insurance mm. it has to match you know things that you have so you know if, if your house is worth i don't know three hundred thousand pounds mm. but you're you're you have some sort of mortgage insurance that only covers two hundred thousand pounds mm. there's still a one hundred thousand pounds difference yeah so you've got to make sure you tie the two together um and of course if you've got new dependents and you've got new things happening in your life you just got to make sure that it is very well um kind of accounted for hmm. now we'll definitely do a deep dive into insurance in general I mean, that's a forever growing topic and what's so so important man so yeah love that man thanks for that jack's protection yeah um and another p which you've mentioned already is pension plans um Mm -hmm. you know it's often not the sexiest topic until you really understand it and until it benefits you (laughs) um but pensions are the most tax efficient way of investing long term Mm. and um, what i want to say here for people to have a great 2024 and a peaceful 2024 is continue investing through your pensions but there's one thing that I find some people forget to do, especially the younger generation, um, which is they forget to put on their pension plans, their expression of wishes. Mm. Um, your expression of wishes are essentially, if you were to pass away, who actually gets their hands on your pension? Um, if you don't actually put that down, then you create a problem where mm. your trustee then has to try and figure out um, who it can actually go to, right? So there are instances where it can get really, really complicated. So I encourage our listeners to, um, goal um, and often nowadays most pensions can be done online mm. um, you can actually go online and navigate to a place where you can actually put down your expression of wishes as to who will touch or who will get your pensions uh, when you 
when you pass away and you can split it as well. It's not just one person. Mm. Love that, love that, love that. Okay. Um, another one which is very big, a big topic. Um, my wife and I were talking about it this this week. We've talked about it quite a bit, um, which is um, we need to have bills written. Ah, Jax, you're <laughs> talking about this? <laughs> and Why um, are you wishing on me? <laughs> and and what's, what's interesting, Peter, is um, for our listeners, we're not just talking about ourselves. We're talking about our parents as well. Hmm. I think our parents' generation, um, you know, need to be more more intentional with it. Um, with actually writing wills, mm. it's, it's something that most most people haven't done. Um, as as individuals, we haven't done it ourselves generally, mm. right? So um, it's something that we need to be more intentional with. But also, we need to communicate with people in our demographic uh, to take this thing very seriously because. Too often, too often than it should be, um, when someone passes away, there are issues as to how the person's estate is divided. It can cause a lot of family issues. And, um, you know, here in the UK, there's a, there's a technical term for when someone dies without a pension, it's called intestate. And that causes problems for a lot of people. Um, and, you know, the, the government take a lot of stuff as well. So you want to be able to really distribute things accordingly according to your wishes uh obviously before you pass away and i want to add something a bit more sexier to the topic as well i know it sounds a bit of doom and gloom um but something you can also do and even ask your parents to do um or even grandparents is to make a goodbye video and i know that's hard peter for example right but the goodbye video will be a video that they can make and and it can say something like hey um, if you're watching this video, it means mm. I'm no longer around. But it's a good, it's a, it's a, a very nice goodbye present uh, to give to give to your 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 loved ones that you've left behind. These are things that you know we can do. Of course, we we plan to live for a very long time, but you can do it. Why not? Um, and you can also do it for you know ask your parents' generation or the grandparents to do as well. And that will be uh, something that we can do to have a um, a nice 2024, knowing that this has been ticked off. I love that, man. I love that. Um, and yeah, it's as you said, like for some people, it could be all feel like doom and gloom. But at the end of the day, these are just things where which we're preparing for the inevitable. We just don't know when, right? Um, yeah. So no, I, I love that, man. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, and and then the last one, and I don't want to stand a topic of doom and gloom, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, we want to make sure that you know we have certain things in place. Um, you know, if you are someone who um, for example, has assets in a trust, make sure you appoint a mm. trustee. Um, or if if you're someone who doesn't have anything in a trust, consider what that could mean for you mm. individually. Are you someone who probably needs to start putting things in trust? Um, but the other one is also to have what we call power of attorneys. Now, there are two types, one that will take care of your health needs and one that will take care of your financial needs. Essentially, if you ever became incapable of making health or financial decisions, the person you appoint is the one that will make those, those decisions for you. And again, I know it doesn't sound like the most exciting stuff, you know, like investing and that kind of stuff. But with these things, pension, sorry, um, protection like insurance or attorneys or, or wills and stuff like that, they don't seem that important until something happens. And then you realize they are extremely important. In fact, mm. life insurance, for example, feels like you're throwing money away until mm. until it, you know it happens, right? 
So, so definitely there needs to be something that we consider. We need to tick these boxes off in 2024. These things form the foundation of our personal finances. Hmm. And then we can start thinking about things like invest in long-term and, and the more sexier stuff. I think that's the third time I've said sexier. I don't know why that's on my mind, but hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as you said, pensions and that. But you know what? I think even in today's modern age, so to speak, I think these things are can become a bit more attractive as well. So for example, with pensions, um, I don't need to do anything, but I am actually every now and then able to look at what's in my pocket. and literally takes me less than 10 seconds to log in. I'm just like, whoa, okay, I'm really seeing this compound imagine what this is and then you can look at calculators to calculate where it might be worth in 30 years time or whenever i retire and stuff and that's quite att- that's quite attractive right hopefully yeah, or is it just yeah. me geeking out <laughs> oh yeah i mean you are definitely geeking out but, <laughs> <laughs> but what i would say is yeah you know historically um let's say a couple of decades ago you know you only get your pension statements once every year um mm-hmm. and you it will be um something that's on paper not, mm. not online so you can't log in and often sometimes these things used to be like uh, lagging so it might be the it might be six months behind hmm. right so so you know thank god for technological ad- advancements that now we can actually log in and see what's happening with our, with our pension pots and stuff like that so yeah you, you can make it a bit more exciting even though i don't encourage people to log in too often because it can affect the way they they, they think and stuff like that for real, for real, for real. No, nah, man, Jax, I was really, really useful, man. And yeah, my far listeners, we do want you to have an amazing, we all want to have an amazing 2024, despite what's going on this year. Um, So yeah, hopefully these, you know, top tips um on how you can prepare for the coming year and make it amazing has been quite helpful. Um, But Jax, man, thank you very much for that. I know I've got to let you go, but just before I do, any final words on your side? Yeah, I think the final words I have is don't forget to enjoy your money as well. Mm. You no, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's we talk about having a spending plan within your spending plan or your budget. Make sure you have an allocation towards towards having fun, mm. right? Having having fun and and enjoying yourself and enjoying your money and making sure that's done on a consistent basis is something that I've been very intentional with this year. Where in my budget I've actually allocated some money to to you know having fun and. You know, if for some reason I don't spend that money in the month, I try to force myself to spend it, but I, I will roll it over to the next month and mm. make sure I have a bigger enjoyment, right? And I try not to ever roll more than three months. I love um, that. I love that. What, yeah. What's what? I know you said you mentioned holiday. What's one thing you're looking forward to, whether it's a new experience or anything in that fun part of your budget? For two before. Yeah, to be honest, I mean, next year I am going to Vegas. So <laughs> I love it. Cool. <laughs> but, yeah, that, yeah that's a big one that's a big one but um no no in actually answering your question um a lot of the time in in that budget um i use it for like our date nights between me and my wife mm. so um it's something that you know i i pick up is my spending money when we go out um we're looking to do some virtual reality date nights um uh, in the next couple of months sorry this month um before christmas so yeah it, and i'm also using it to uh take my family out for a meal and yeah, this, they're all listening. Your wife, your family, they're all listening. <laughs> now they say, Jax, when is this happening? <laughs> yeah, literally, as we're recording this episode, it's happening this weekend. That's coming. Um, but you know, that's as you can tell, I'm a family man. I, I, I like family. Um, love, it, love it. But yeah, that's those are the kind of things that I do for it. And it really allows you to enjoy the journey and enjoy the journey of, of, of building wealth. Um, it, the, the journey of building wealth is not about following the hustle culture. Mm. it's not about that it's about understanding what money is and using money to live a fulfilled fulfilled life rather than saving 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 and thinking that you're becoming richer 
you might mm. become richer on paper, but you might be losing that on time, which is much more important than money. Hmm. Yeah. I love that, man. I love that. I love that. I love that a lot, man. For me, I'm I'm going back to old school. I'm learning how to swim again because I've somehow over the years I've lost that skill. Um and I'm really? tired of being that black guy on holiday that can't swim. <laughs> well, uh, I've got some horror stories for you as to when I <laughs> when I was on holiday and uh it, it wasn't looking good in that pool. I didn't realize how deep it was. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, man, for our listeners, hopefully you're not in that situation where you get too deep in your finances, but you are over on top and having an amazing year, man. So hopefully this episode has been good for our listeners. Jax, man, always a pleasure. Remember all, stay, stay woke. woke.